Welcome to Disney Conversations. I'm your tour conductor, Magical Matthew Wallace. Along with our tour guides, Mindy Muir and Diane Whiting, we hope to bring you a lot of entertaining discussions from all over the Disney Company. If you have something you'd like to hear about, or if you'd like to join the conversation, just email us at disneyconversationsatoutlook.com so we can start talking right away. Now it's time to get this tour moving, so welcome aboard. Tour number 65 brings us to a kind of a follow-up subject to our last tour. We're going to talk about some of the nighttime fun that you can have at Disney properties, whether it's Disneyland or Walt Disney World. And joining me today is one of our fabulous tour conductors, Diane Whiting. Hello, Diane. How are you? Hey, Matthew. How are you? I'm great. I'm doing good now because we're talking about our favorite subject. Exactly. When we kicked this around a little bit before we parted ways last, we weren't too sure where we were going to go with this, and I'm leaving it as an open field, to be honest. Sounds good. When it comes to nighttime spectaculars, I don't think anybody does it better than Disney. No. You know, I've I've watched some of the big things on YouTube. I've watched the 4th of July. I've watched New Year's Eve celebrations. I wish I could be there for them. I would choose to go to Disney for a 4th of July celebration over what we do here in my city, which is pretty grand, but I would go to Disney in a heartbeat. I think after you've seen a Disney fireworks show, everything else pales in comparison. They just, they know what they're doing and they do it the best. They do. So I want to talk a little bit about the history of some of the spectaculars. I don't think we can go into everything because that would be a three hour show. (laughs) But let's talk about some of the highlight ones. And you're more familiar with Disneyland than I am. So would you mind swinging us to the West Coast to start us off? Sure. Uh, do you want like the history or do you want the ones that I like? Talk I mean, about Disneyland. the ones you like. You know, they might end up being the same thing. So right. take it well, where you Disneyland, want Well, Disneyland, you know, it's interesting because both parks kept the same fireworks show forever. You know, they all, they both had fantasy in the sky that was the original fireworks show you know for disneyland from 1958 to 1999 and from disney world 1971 to 2003 so that was the the old standby and i've seen it in person and i remember as a child enjoying it but it's funny because i looked it up on youtube and i went oh you know (laughs) it's just a pretty basic fireworks show Uh, with some Disney music and it was good and I have no doubt it was excellent uh, for the time but Disney has come a long way as far as fireworks go my favorite Disneyland fireworks actually you know what it's my favorite fireworks show period Uh, it's remember dreams come true and that was in Disneyland from uh, May of 2005 until Well, they they kind of broke it up. You know how Disneyland takes things away, brings it back, takes things away and brings it back. But basically until 2014 with breaks in between. And that is my favorite because, first of all, Julie Andrews is the narrator. Right. How do you beat that? They had started doing projections. It does use the Wishes soundtrack, the songs that Wishes does in Disney World. But it is all about the park. Uh, It has Walt in it. It does his whole dedication speech for Disneyland. It talks about 
each individual attraction, they, they play the music and they flash the projections up onto the castle. So all the big rides, Disneyland Railroad, they even do one for the Main Street Electrical Parade and Haunted Mansion and Pirates and the Tiki Room and Indy. And it's just perfect. It is just everything that you want a fireworks show at Disney to be. And so that that's my all-time favorite one. And, and that's fun. You, you can pull that up on YouTube if anybody who didn't get the opportunity to see it wants to watch it. It's still fun, even on YouTube. Yeah. Well, that's, and, you know, that sounds ahead. like I, I, I hear that soundtrack a lot because I listen to Disney Auto on a couple of internet sources. Right. And that one gets played a lot. It's a great soundtrack. And I mean, I'm, it's the and theme I'm not song. tired of hearing it. No, it's the theme songs from all the best rides in the park. Um, right. You know, even the Casey Jr. little cute little railroad that they have at Disneyland, that's got its own little. spot in the fireworks show and it's just it's magical and you know a lot of times fireworks will lose something when you're watching them be after they've been filmed it's not the same as being there but that particular show still gives you all the warm fuzzy disney feelings even if you're watching it online well that's cool yeah that's one i think i think i'm gonna take your advice i'm gonna pull that up maybe this weekend definitely it's it's my own favorite Stay up a little bit past dark and kick up YouTube and turn up the stereo. (laughs) You tell me what you think after that, if that that isn't one that you love the most as well. Um, Their most recent one that I I love in second place uh, is Disneyland Forever. And, of course, that was um, from May 2015. And then again, off and on, off and on until the last time they aired it, which actually was this past uh, April. 2022. So, uh, you know, I'm not sure what they're doing out there in Disneyland right now, but um, they like to switch parades around a lot of, or fireworks around right. a lot out there. So, um, but that is also a great one. Again, it features Walt and it starts out, it's got projections down Main Street as well. And the first time I saw it and they changed Main Street into the orange groves. And so all the buildings down Main Street were covered with orange trees as well as the castle. And the narrator talks about, you know, how Walt saw orange groves and then turned it into Disneyland. And we have all the magic that we do now. Um, right. It has great music. And the Main Street projections just really add a lot to the whole show. It's magic. That's got to be in second place. Okay. <laughs> Those are my favorites at Disneyland. They, uh, I have not seen, oh, maybe I have, Mickey's Mix Magic. That premiered in 2019. And I don't know a lot about that parade, but it's either that right now or uh, Disneyland Forever that they are showing, from what I understand. And, you know, great, great fireworks out there, always. Yeah. The first fireworks that I remember seeing were at, of all, you'll, you'll find this hard to believe, it was at Epcot. Oh. It was one of the last trips I made in the, the first set of trips that I that I made when I was single. And I was there on the day the show was set to premiere. And as far as I can tell, you can't find this on YouTube. Oh. But it was the Laser Phonic Fantasy. Oh, how fun. I'm trying to remember. And if I, I remember that one. talking to a cast member. It took place in World Showcase Lagoon, just like everything else does now. Right. There were a couple of shows before that. I don't know what they were all about. But this show debuted some new technology. Mm -hmm. They were using laser lights and water 
Sound familiar? Yeah. <laughs> they were trying to use those as screens. They had lasers shooting all over the lagoon. They had some fireworks, but that wasn't the main focus of the show, it was the technology. And I remember the cast member telling me that moving forward, they're ho- they were hoping to grow this into something more spectacular. The whole show lasted... Exactly. This whole show lasted maybe 10 minutes, and that could be a stretch. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it says it was showing from 84 to 88 right. in Epcot. And I saw it in 84. Fun. And then, like, and then fast forward, like you said, I think that's what grew into Illuminations. Yeah. And the only version of that I ever got to see was Reflections of Earth. Hmm. I enjoyed that show, especially the first time, because I got to watch it from Rosen Crown. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a fabulous view from their patio. Yes. You could feel the warmth off the fire barge. You could see everything. And of course, in great Disney style, there's sound all around you, so the soundtrack's nice and loud. Mm-hmm. And watching Illumination's Reflections of Earth took me back to that original memory of Laserphonic Fantasy because I could see some of the elements that were used in that first set of fireworks, but on a grander scale and much bigger than right. what I think they even thought possible back in 1984. Oh, I'm sure. And Illuminations... The original Illuminations, uh, which went from 1988 to 1996, that was just probably just a baby step up from Laserphonic because it was mostly trying to use the water as a screen kind of successfully 90% of the time. Um, And then mostly what they did was just light up each country with the exception of Morocco and possibly Norway and talk about, you know, play music from that country and it was a great show and i remember enjoying that quite a lot um and then they did illuminations 25 for epcot's 25th anniversary for like three years which then led into you know the illuminations everybody knows and loves right and i enjoyed that show um we went to the uh frozen dessert party when they were doing that with illuminations and that of course is right there uh, in the World Showcase, you know, pavilion uh, right in front of where you actually need to sit to watch Harmonious now. Yes. And it was a great little dessert party. You got cute little glasses that turned the fireworks into snowflakes because it was the Frozen dessert party. Right. And then after that, they took you over to ride Frozen after the park closed, which was really nice because at that particular point in time, it was very hard to get to ride frozen yes. you know if you didn't want to wait in line for three hours so it's still not i easy. enjoyed that no it's not <laughs> <laughs> so i hope they bring that back because i think with harmonious now you know there has to be a way where you can sit and actually enjoy the entire presentation instead of just chunks of it depending on where you are in right. World showcase when it starts it's a great show harmonious you just need to be able to see it well um, I'll, I'll let you know what I think here in a little over a month. Yes. <laughs> now, some of the shows at Magic Kingdom weren't full-out fireworks shows. I remember seeing the Magic, the Memories, and You on our first trip as a as a family mm-hmm. to Walt Disney World. And that was right. in Magic Kingdom. And I think what was unique about that show and really kind of cool is they would take a conglomerate of the pictures that the PhotoPass photographers were shooting through the day and put them all up on the side of Cinderella's castle. Mm -hmm. 
which was all well and good except for one problem. Unless you were <laughs> right up on the, the castle, you couldn't see what the pictures were. True. So I had an issue with that, but the show surrounding all of that yeah. was fantastic. It had a lot of the classic music from movies. And of course, with I think just about every show that Disney has done, maybe up until the current one, Jiminy Cricket has been the host. Yeah. And that's the way it should be, in yeah. my opinion. I'm sorry Definitely. if I'm not being humble enough about that, but I have an opinion. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, he, he's perfect. And I think that's why everybody, you know, loved Wishes so much because he was the narrator for that. And, yes. you know, that was such an amazing show and it ran from 2003 to 2017. And, you know, one of the most beloved fireworks shows, um, I was just looking just some information up. They, they shoot, would shoot off 683 fireworks during that show. And it's a great soundtrack, you know. Fabulous soundtrack. I mean, and during the holidays, I mean, they would do a special holiday version of that show. They didn't really change anything. They just threw some music in. Yeah, they did. You know? (laughs) Hallow Wishes, they did that for Halloween, too. And I actually really liked that a lot. (laughs) Yeah. The, the, ni- villains the nice cool. difference between Hollow Wishes and the Christmas version of Holiday Wishes is that after like the 15th of December, the parties stop mm-hmm. and everybody gets to see that version of Wishes. Yes. Whereas if I recall correctly, Hollow Wishes could only be seen by party goers or somebody up on top of the contemporary. Could, yeah, that's correct. Yep. So, yeah, it was part, part of the party. Um, and we went uh to disneyland's party a couple years ago and they had really cool fireworks show for that that i enjoyed a lot and i i'm sure it's much the same i don't remember what the exact name for it was or if it maybe it was because i know they had jack jacket at jack skellington and it was a really great great show and they also had kind of a special phantasmic for halloween too so they do great stuff for holidays if you can swing a party it's a lot of fun so and then if i'm sorry go ahead no i was just gonna talk about uh the new show (laughs) enchantment (laughs) you know it's it's interesting i i enjoyed it we saw it um my friend and i from the tomorrowland terrace dessert party so we did not see with her, from, when you're eating at the dessert party, you don't get to see the Main Street projections. Um, the fireworks are fabulous. The projections on the castle are incredible. And so they've only developed that technology to make it even better. But the soundtrack didn't really grab me. Like, let's talk about another one that was just the foreign enchantment, like Happily Ever After. That, I think, is my favorite Disney World fireworks show. I love the soundtrack for that. I loved the projection mapping. That's when they kind of started with all that, the lasers, the searchlights. It was a huge technical leap up over Wishes. Right. Um, The music was actually recorded by a 75-piece orchestra, so you have incredible music and incredible soundtrack with that. Uh, and then I thought it was interesting because uh, Happily Ever After is the first fireworks show with an st- actual structured storyline. Yes. Where they are 
going through and telling the story of how the Disney characters made their dreams come true. And you've got scenes from 25 different Disney movies. So to me, that is my favorite overall fireworks show. Although I will say that the projections in Enchantment are just stunning. You know, they are, they are something else. It, it actually took my breath away watching that in front of the castle and then seeing Main Street because those projections are incredible. They're almost better than the fireworks. Like I enjoy, I mean, the fireworks seem to add to the projections now instead of the other way around. They're like the accent to the actual show on the castle. The problem is this is supposed to be for the 50th and they didn't mention Walt once. And so I feel like that is a glaring omission. I would agree. And I think that's, that's what would have made it a better show. Technologically, there's nothing better that, you know, that Disney's done lately as far as projections and making it just so visually appealing. But I felt like they left out the most important part where Disneyland always, they know that and they put Walt in and that gets a roar from the crowd. You know, everybody's happy when they see that, when they hear that. They just, I don't know why they leave that out in Disney World. I finally got to see Happily Ever After last year when I was there. You're right. That show hits every emotional string in your body. Yep. If you don't shed at least one tear during that show, you've missed the point of being a Disney fan, I think. Yes. Well, if you're not crying during the fireworks show, Disney didn't do it right. (laughs) That's right. But I thought it was an incredible show. You know, and like you said, there was a cohesiveness to it. That didn't exist. Now, nothing against Wishes. Mm-hmm. I think Wishes, for the technology that they had available at that point, was a fabulous presentation. Yep. I think some of the other shows that, that precede, like Celebrate the Magic, you see some of that progression in right. the mapping systems. I never got to see Once Upon a Time, so I can't say a whole lot about that. And the pandemic kind of really put a squash on... That I don't think that one really got its full legs going, to be honest. No, I don't think it did. Um, I've heard the music for it, and I like the music for it. I, I never really got to see the show, so I can't judge it. But I enjoyed Happily Ever After and Wishes very much. I want to like Enchantment. I want to like it. You'll like it. I don't know if you'll love it. <laughs> I was just going to say, I don't know if I'll love it, because most of the people in this community that I respect with the exception of one or two people who will never say anything bad about Disney, but even their comments were less than celebratory. Yeah. In the way they It's the soundtrack. Yeah. The soundtrack just doesn't grab you. The visuals are amazing, but it doesn't have, you know, it's the music that, that touches you and it just doesn't have it. But now wishes in Disneyland as remember dreams come true. That's the one where Mm -hmm. they really nail it for wishes. I'll tell you a fireworks show I'd like to see them bring over here is from Paris. I would love them to bring Disney Illuminations to the U.S. because they did a live webcast of that a few Mm -hmm. months back when Disneyland Paris finally completely reopened Mm post-COVID. And I go back and I watch that frequently. That is a marvelous presentation. I love it. It is. And they have just the perfect castle for it as well. It's, yeah. It's a stunning show. Yeah. I wish they would. 
I don't know what their legal agreements are with their overseas park because there are amazing productions in both Tokyo Disneyland and Hong Kong Disneyland that I wish they would they would bring here, but we'll see. Again, they don't ask me. I don't know why. <laughs> yeah, hey, Disney, we'd love to give you our input. Do you want to listen? Probably not. Yeah. it's uh, But, you know, one of my favorite little things about Disney World and I know a lot of people don't see it because there tends to be a mass exodus after fireworks, which I don't recommend. You can still ride rides. You can still do a lot of things. And you're, you're just going to be waiting out there to get your bus or your monorail or find your car. So mm-hmm. stay in the parks. And then you can watch the Kiss Goodnight. And that lasts just two minutes, but it's so cute. And I've heard that they are starting to bring that back. They don't do it every night, but when you can catch it, it really is a little Kiss Goodnight. And it's, it's a very sweet way to end the night at Disney World. I hope they're not saving that for the deluxe guests when they can stay after hours because some of us regular guests would like to have the opportunity to see some of this stuff. Just saying. Well, they, yeah, they've only been doing the deluxe extra evening uh, once a week. So you're, you're safe the other six nights. Hopefully they'll, they'll put it on then. Let's and hope. Deluxe guests are too busy trying to ride mine trains to, to worry about the kiss goodnight but it's very cute if you can catch it and you know it, it's disney's polite way of saying get out but uh it's still it's still a very cute little show i want to swing over to animal kingdom for a minute and this might throw you a little bit okay because nobody talks about nighttime spectaculars at animal kingdom why because fireworks <laughs> would scare the animals yeah can't okay? do that there we don't want to scare our animals however they do do something with the tree of life. They did. It, they're still doing it. Mm-hmm. And from what and I understand, it's, it's just gorgeous. They're it basically taking the mapping technology and they're decorating the tree like four or five, six different ways through the night. Mm-hmm. Along with music and what have you. And it's stunning. I want to see that. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, it's, it's beautiful. And my friend Jackie and I were there in May and, um, we were actually leaving the park because it was cl- it was closing a little bit early and they had the tree. Yeah. It was doing its thing and there was a wedding taking place right there, right in front of it. And they had that beautiful tree of life as their background for their nighttime wedding ceremony. So that was super special. And I thought, wow, that's a that's a great place to do that. You know, if you can't afford the hundred thousand dollars at Magic Kingdom. Right. I'm not, not sure that it's a lot less, but I thought, what a cool place to get married. So, yeah, that was a beautiful background. So, tourists, if that's a show you're interested in seeing when you get to Animal Kingdom, grab one of the, the park schedules and see what time they're going to start Nighttime Awakenings on the Tree of Life. I'm going to make sure I see that this year because I just, I'm trying to make my trip this year full of firsts for me. Cool. This would this would definitely be one of those. It's a good first to choose, and it, it you know, and it it almost makes up for Rivers of Light. <laughs> you know, I never got to see that, so I can't say anything. You did not miss one thing. <laughs> That's what I've heard. I saw some of the rehearsals that were recorded by people. I'm like, they can't control the kites. Oh, that's that was the kite tails. Yeah, for Rivers of like, Light was yeah, there that was nighttime. A, yeah. Kite Tales, though, I mean, that's a d- daytime spectacular, but it's a good one to, to chat about. <laughs> I think Rivers had a lot of potential to be much better than it was, 
I think Disney chintzed out on it and just didn't want to pay for it. We walked out. It was that bad. And I don't usually do that at Disney. I heard that before. Yeah, it's not worth your time. It really isn't. Now, Kite Tales was fun. During the day, you can still see that spectacular. And that is actually how they land those kites. They crash them into the stadium. So it's a little jarring to see Simba just, you know, go head first into mm-hmm. the seats. But that's how they land them. It's, it's a little warm, too, because there is no shade. And so you're kind of sitting out there in the sun. It's a great show. And you can see it. You don't have to be right there in the stadium seating. You can see it from, you know, some of the walkways around the stadium that do offer a little bit of shade. You don't get, you know, the same experience. But honest to gosh, if it is summer in Disney World, I I will do anything not to be in the direct sunlight. So I recommend that for the warmer months. But that's a fun show. And really all Animal Kingdom can do at night. Sure. The animals are are treated very well at Animal Kingdom. So in order to try and emulate their natural habitat as much as possible, they can't be doing things that would excite the animals at the wrong time of the day. Sure. Like a big giant band and a parade and fireworks. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, So see your nighttime spectacular during the day at Animal Kingdom and then also catch the Tree of Life because that is amazing. Okay. I want to shuttle us back over to Epcot for a minute and then we're going to talk about a show that's on both coasts sometimes epcot forever i watched the original version on youtube it was all right i couldn't really get the impact of the the kites and the people on the boats and all that kind of stuff jet skis at night what could possibly go wrong (laughs) Uh, yeah but i got to see the trimmed down version of it when i was there last september just before it was going to end and That pulled at my heart big time because the first nine minutes of the show are slightly updated versions of the classic Epcot music. The music that played when I first walked in there is what I heard. Uh And that got me because I, I remember that time so vividly. I mean, people on my bus got tired of me singing along when the, when an (laughs) Epcot song would come on, I don't care. They're stuck with me. I'm singing. <laughs> I kind of understand why Whole New World was at the end of that, but it didn't really fit the show. No, no. It was a nice homage to the Epcot of yesterday. I think it would be fun if they still ran that occasionally. I did too. It's a great show. And who doesn't love hearing all that old music, Veggie Fruit Fruit? You know, all the great <laughs> stuff about about Epcot that, you know, that you miss right now or in the past few years. Anyway, it's been a shadow of its former self. I have high hopes for the future, but, you know, those of us who were there when it first opened and a few years after, there's a lot to miss. So it was nice that they could do a little tribute to all of the attractions that are, alas, no more in Epcot. Yeah, and I really wouldn't mind if they'd have gone a little bigger with that in some ways. Mm -hmm let it play a little longer because i it had such a short stint because it didn't play consistently through the two years it was available you know of course right covid killed that Mm -hmm. but i think this is a show they could have easily let run another maybe three years sure i enjoyed it yeah i enjoyed it i agree and hollywood studios i wish they would be a little more consistent with their 
fireworks. I mean, they had sorcery in the sky for right. about eight years in the 90s. And, right. and that was fun because it was all classic Hollywood music. It fit perfectly. They had that giant inflatable sorcerer Mickey on top of Grauman's. And that was kind of cool. It was a good show for Hollywood Studios. And, you know, we watched the Star Wars Galactic Spectacular or whatever they called it. And that's great. If you're, you know, I wouldn't a Star mind Wars if they fan. brought that back when I'm down in yeah. September because I would actually. That's go a see fun that. one. That was a fun one, and of course, their nighttime spectacular essentially is Fantasmic, and hopefully that comes back real soon. It says reopening in 2022, but that's as a specific of a date as we're getting. Hopefully soon. I it's keep hearing rumors that they're getting close. They have filled most of the water back in, I guess. Excellent. From what I understand, they've completely revamped the staging of it. Mm-hmm. And rumor has it's going to be a lot more like the Disneyland version of yes, Fantasmic that would be great as too. well. Yeah, Disneyland is the far superior version. I've listened to the music on both. And just by listening mm-hmm. to the music, I'd have to agree. Yeah, it's the setting too in Disneyland. You know, right there on Rivers of America with Tom Sawyer Island in the background. Right. And- just the way that area is configured in Disneyland makes it very cool. Well, I definitely hope they, they get Phantasmic back soon because the studios especially, it needs something. It needs a nighttime show. It needs something because people are leaving early. Sure. You know, I I didn't I went to studios twice last year and I didn't stay past five o'clock either time. Yeah. Yeah. I stay a little bit. When it gets dark, just because Toy Story Land is so pretty at night. Yep. But uh, not much, not much later. Right. Yeah, it's a great. It's always a great day to plan. Hey, let's you know ride the Skyliner and go eat somewhere. Or let's go eat at Disney Springs tonight. It, that always seems to happen on the Hollywood Studios day because you know you don't need that much time to see that park. Right. So then you've got Harmonious at Epcot. I've seen that mm-hmm. on YouTube. I watched the Fourth uh, of July thing. The Fourth of July fireworks there were fabulous yeah they were even better than magic kingdoms that's what i've been hearing people say and i liked them from what i I just watched them here from home but yeah that was a display Mm -hmm. and a half there yep they're great at epcot if you're at beach club or boardwalk you can see them from the resort amazing i don't know if i like the stargate in the middle of the lagoon during the day the death star that they parked there yeah (laughs) yeah because I mean, I see that thing and I about half expect Jack O'Neill to come out of it. You know what I mean? It is. Yeah, it's ugly. It's it's it does not add to anything at all. It blocks the view. Your photos that you try to take are no more. What would have made sense if they could and they could have done this when they were setting it up, I suppose. But I mean, when you walk out from Future World or whatever they're calling it now, if (laughs) you walk straight out, I'm with you. If you walk straight out to the end of the lagoon, look across to the American Adventure, which is directly across from where you're standing, mm-hmm. they needed to center that thing so that the American Adventure was visible through it instead of cutting it off halfway. Yeah, it's really bad. It's a horrible picture. You can't take a picture of the American Adventure from that side because you can't see it. No, it's obstructed the views from all sides of the lagoon. It's, you know, it's omnipresent in the lagoon. It just, right. you cannot escape that thing. And it's not pretty. It just isn't. There's no way to make it look good. It's a giant metal structure, and it, it doesn't look good. Doesn't the ring come apart at some point and, like, fold down a little bit? Couldn't they just fold it down during the day and leave it be? 
I know they fold down the little the little octopus arms come up and down. Yeah. I don't know if the giant ring does or not. Well, if it, if it doesn't, let's get working on that because that's what needs to You know, to I wasn't, yeah, I was not sitting ever in a spot where I got a straight on view of that. I mean, we, we saw Harmonious multiple times during our last trip, but I never really saw Harmonious. Right. I saw the fireworks. I saw a few octopus arms doing some stuff. And I saw like a side view of the center, but you really have to be in a fairly limited area to see the entire show as it is meant to be presented. And I've heard that Disney is, air quotes here, reworking it so that, you know, they've gotten so much negative feedback over that. that well, did you, did you see the live feed that they did about a month ago? I did. First of all, there's Marriott Nesbitt, who was with Celtic Woman. Mm-hmm. She is a fabulous violinist. And when I heard she was going to be there, yeah. I let myself stay up late that night. Yeah. Now, if that was the way they could present Harmonious all the time, mm-hmm. that would be a show. That would be a show. And I do love I do love the music and the fireworks are spectacular. They right. really are. And I do love that, you know, you you hear Mulan singing in Mandarin, that you hear uh, Jasmine and Aladdin singing in, in Arabic, that you can hear, you know, all of that kind of gives it a little more authenticity and just makes for a fun experience and kind of pulls in the meaning of World Showcase a little bit more and relates it a little bit more to the show. Right. And I enjoyed that a lot. But again, you need to be able to see the main screen and you really just can't. There's only a few hundred people that that are going to have a great view. So I know they've been getting a lot of complaints. So maybe, maybe, maybe they'll do something different. Yeah. Like you said, I've heard they've been trying to work something in the background. I think from what I understand, the story just lacks cohesiveness. It, 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 it doesn't flow well. And I think they're trying to figure out. No, it is very fragmented. Yeah. It's not, it's not like harmonious that had, or like illuminations that did sort of kind of have a storyline. This is just different songs from different countries i mean i know they're trying to have a storyline but it doesn't quite hit no i mean maybe they need to come at it as you know since we're using world showcase Mm -hmm. as the backdrop let's go on a world tour yeah you know that would be fabulous again they don't ask us see we can help we really can we can solve all their problems i'm not expensive no, I'm pretty cheap. Too. Give me a week at a hotel and free passes, and and you can have all my ideas you want. We're good. <laughs> I know, I know. I think Josh tomorrow is rolling his eyes right now. <laughs> I've never met him, but from what I understand, he's quite a fellow to meet. And yeah, I'm sure, given everything that's going on, he's doing his best. Absolutely. To keep the so cast members help. happy, because that's that's who he is. They are his first concern, and that. That makes me love him for that. Me too. Well, Diana, I appreciate you being here. There's probably a whole lot more we could talk about. Undoubtedly. We've hit all the highlights and I'm happy with where we are right now. So, Yep. Just go see a fireworks show when you're there. Don't miss it. Take the opportunity. Make the time. It is well worth your time if you were in any of the Disney parks Absolutely. to put that on your schedule. Yep. That needs to be done. So, All right, tourists. We'll be around next time. I don't know what we're talking about yet, but we'll figure that out. I hope you'll come along for the ride. Diane, thanks for being here. Thank you. Bye now. Bye-bye.
Thank you for joining us here on Disney Conversations. We would love to have you join our community, so please stop by our Disney Conversations Facebook page and come on aboard. Disney Conversations is sponsored by Three Strands Family Travel. Contact them today for all of your Disney travel needs at threestrandswdw at outlook.com. That's T-H-R-E-E-S-T-R-A-N-D-S-W-D-W at outlook.com for your free, no obligation quote to Disneyland, Walt Disney World, Disney Cruise Line, Alani, or Adventures by Disney Vacation. Your tour guides, Matthew, Mindy, and Diane, will be back next week with another exciting adventure. ETFN, ta-ta for now. (laughs) 